Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hour number two here on the Miami Dolphins radio network. Five straight victories for your Miami Dolphins. It got out to a hot start as the Dolphins put 30 points on the board in the first half, took that 30 to nothing lead to the locker room, and they finished 30 to 15 over the Houston Texans to move to eight and three and back on top of the AFC East. And they got the scoring started early. Let's go ahead and get to our Lexus drive of the game, brought to you by the stylish and versatile Lexus RX. It's built for the modern family. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. It got started with an eight-play, 59-yard drive that put Miami up 10 nothing in the first quarter with this pass from Tua Tungavailoa to Durham Smythe. Back to throw Tua. Looking, getting some pressure, rolling, now scrambling to his left. Throws a touchdown, Miami, and it's Durham Smythe with his first receiving touchdown of the year. He ran one in earlier. Dolphins on the board again. Durham set that up, man. He ran around, brought more time, started one way, comes back the other, had his head looking down in the end zone the whole time, and Durham Smythe breaks wide open for him. And it wasn't just the play to Durham Smythe. It was the fourth and one. We talked about it earlier in the show, Juice. That shot to Trent Sherfield where, man, he caught that ball in some heavy traffic. And that dude is so tough and, and just so reliable in those key spots like that. He really is, man. And when I talked about it, man, you've got to be, especially down there, man. Fourth down, I mean, you, the ball could be anywhere on fourth down. And you got to make sure you make those plays. And I think, you know, uh, you know, the fact that he's able to go in there and hang hang in there for that that, that big-time catch for fourth and one is, is, is big time. Really, that was the uh, Sherfield and Tyreek Hill yeah, series, you know. <laughs> they really went back and forth making plays for us, especially that, you know, that big one right there that led to, you know, a couple extra plays to get that touchdown accomplished, man. And how much – I mean, let's talk about the, the guts again by Coach even going for it. I mean, obviously it's a pretty much a chip shot field goal, but I love the fact that we get down there, man, and we feel like we we got to be able to convert that. The numbers say we can convert that, you know, and, and we've been able to do it different ways, man. So – uh, great job. Great job on that drive, getting it in the end zone. Um, good, you know, good job, 81, making sure he, you know, caught that ball. <laughs> what do you think of the, uh, the, the touchdown celebration? Mm, Caught me by surprise. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> did not look like the typical touchdown celebration it, for a Notre Dame tight end. It did not. It didn't look like anything by some of our tight ends, you know, but it's okay, <laughs> I though. Say, at least it wasn't <laughs> the gritty. <laughs> at least it wasn't the gritty. That's exactly right. Yeah. You know, you talk about the toughness of Sherfield. <laughs> 
you know, you get popped like that yeah. by a 6'2", 230-pound linebacker, and they got to walk the linebacker right. off the field. That guy hurt himself on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. Sherfield, I don't know what he's made of, but it's it's uh, like steel or something. It's really impressive. He's not a little dude, man. I, I saw him next to, well, Jalen's kind of well, – anyhow, he's not a little guy. <laughs> he's, he's a tough a guy. guy. I don't he's know if he's big guy. or little, but <laughs> he is a tough guy for sure. And and that touchdown, you know, that wasn't like – I mean, Tua had to make some moves there. I thought that was impressive great, as yeah. well. The great footwork in the pocket, it. moving out a little bit of left. Yep. And, yeah, holding holding Smythe right there. Great throw. Just enough mobility. That's all that's all he needs, especially with the way this offense is constructed. Just enough mobility to make plays to, to just extend a little bit, make that first free runner miss in situations like that. But you know, I wrote it in my notes here that it was a weird game. We talked about the weird post game show. I felt the How same about the way. The weird intro to the uh, press all of it. conference that's, with exactly. <laughs> that's kind of where I'm going because Hashtag this was a truth. weird drive of the game. <laughs> yes, just you're just truth. That's just your new name. You're just truth. Uh, but like a weird drive of the game because we went through this and guys, I mean, we didn't really know which one to pick because you had a defensive score you had a drive that started at the plus two yard line you had a uh jeff what was the other touchdown we had in this game yeah wilson jeff wilson's touchdown that was after the uh the the van ginkle pick though right Right. so i I didn't really know where to go because juice you said there was a 10 play 72 yard drive as well ended up in a field goal just a field goal i guess that's probably why we didn't really have a great slam dunk pick because all the long drives kind of seemed to to end that way but i mean it's you know how many how many punts we have today how many times in more six punts six punts Yes, that's. I mean, he had what three in the last or two in the last three games combined. Yeah, it was. It was. A, what a weird game. Was, that yeah. wasn't sustainable, though. Right. No, it I mean, wasn't. <laughs> but you, you know, and, 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 you know, the majority game. of those obviously were second half punts. You know, so I mean, he got his work in. Remember how relaxed he was <laughs> the last game we saw. He wasn't, wasn't so relaxed yeah. this time. I don't know. That I need him covering punts. Yeah, the he way wanted he to go hit somebody. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I'm okay if he stays back and just tries to get that free. Yeah. I know he's a big, strong guy, but uh, I kind of don't want to lose him. Right. No. You, yeah, you Facts. don't want to lose that guy, Definitely especially lose him. with, you know, in playoff games, field position is going to be important if we can get to that And the way he's been season. holding all year. Yeah. I mean, he's he's rescued some bad snaps, too, so he's kind of done it all uh, at that position, including getting lots <laughs> and lots of sprints Sony. up and down that sideline uh, between the cheerleaders over there. But just thought, <laughs> I thought it was interesting because I didn't really know where to go for the drive of the game, but we are going with that yeah. one because, you know, in a lot of ways, Juice, once it was 10 nothing, you probably felt pretty good about the way this game was going to go. I felt really good, man, and I, I thought we sh- could have scored in the first drive. I went right back down and scored in the second drive, and I, you know, then it kept going and going and going. Man. <laughs> I just, you know, I was, like I said, I was just happy to see us continue where we left, at, you know, from the last game. Uh, could have finished obviously better, but hey, get down there, get that drive, you know, get, get a touchdown, get up ten points on a team like that, like you're supposed to. Get up big on a team like that, like you're supposed to. And at home, right? Get, I mean, exactly that's what you're right. supposed to do. Exactly right, man. That drive was a big part of it. Part. Whoa, lost my audio there. Weird, <laughs> weird show. Like we talked. Steph. <laughs> I'm still cutting out a little bit there. No, we're back. We're back. So that that was your Lexus drive of the game, brought to you by the stylish and versatile Lexus RX. It's built for the modern family. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Guys, we have about three or four minutes left here in the segment. I want to go ahead and finish up here talking about what Tua talked about on the offensive line because we did see Teron Armstead exited the game. We saw Tyreek Hill leave the game with cramps later on. We saw, I think, Melvin Ingram had to come off at one point. Some injuries that kind of occurred late in this game. Again, it's just such a tricky situation where, like, do you want to keep guys out there? Do you want to, you know, try to prevent injuries? But, again, like we talked about, you only have so many guys to roster. But I want to go back to the offensive line because we did see Armstead exit the game. 
And, uh, you know, it, from there, it seemed like that's when things kind of got a little bit murky with, the, the, you know, Austin yeah. Jackson started at right tackle. That was a new addition. His first game back since week number one, he actually left the game juice with an ankle injury later on. And then you kick Brandon Shell over to left tackle to replace Ron Armstead. What do you think of, of that unit kind of going through some ups and downs there? Yeah, man, it's like it's, it's really weird because we've seen guys, you know, we talked about it last week or two weeks ago about how, how steady that offensive line had been and all the continuity they had gained. And so a little, mis, little mis, misstep. You know, you see that, you know, somebody gets hurt and then we, we weren't the same unit as we're used to working with each other. So, you know, we like guys that can play multiple positions, but, man, they were gelling so well yeah. when everybody was healthy, and that's, that was key to a lot of our success. And then you get, you know, the shakeup at right tackle, which, you know, obviously earned his position back in camp. I mean, back in practice and stuff like that, and you lose Armstead and you get guys getting banged up and everything kind of got a little messed up. But no matter what, when Teron's in the game, Things always go better for us. So, so we've seen that over and over and over again. The impact of one guy has been absolutely crazy. Another guy they brought in this offseason that was just a big, big part of this turnaround to get back to 8-3 and three, like we talk about here, heading into the home stretch, heading into the month of December, just like you always say. They only remember what you do in December. And by the way, first time 8-3 and three in 21 years. That's a crazy number. Think about that. Yeah. They have not been 8-3 and three since 2001. Ooh, I had season tickets then. You had season tickets. You were still in playing shape. <laughs> season back tickets then. on the sideline. That's right? when I got fired. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, guys, we have we have uh, Mike McDaniel next. Let's go ahead and take a break so we can hear from the head coach, who was, as you can guess, long-winded once again today. Dolphins post game is driven by Gunther Volkswagen. You've got to get to Gunther Volkswagen to get behind the wheel of a new Volkswagen SUV in Fort Lauderdale, Coconut Creek, and Delray Beach. For car buying done your way, you've got to get to Gunther Volkswagen. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium: Dolphins third. Texans 15. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins fifth quarter overtime show brought to you by the Palm Beaches. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Guess what, Dolphins Nation? When you sign up for Club Publix, you get perks, a birthday treat, and BOGO notifications. Just visit clubpublix.com. Terms and conditions apply. Let's go ahead and throw it to head coach Mike McDaniel after the game. Didn't get any cue. Um as far as uh, uh, how serious it, it would be, so we'll find out more tomorrow. Same, uh, same with Austin. 
just that. Not that I, not that I was aware of. No, no, that that was a injury that, regardless of the score, was um, going to keep him out for the game. Okay, I don't know. No, um, the, you know, we, we were struggling um, to a degree. It, I think um, I I would have to I would have that part in that as much as any anybody really. Um, I there there was some um, uh, play calling decisions that uh, I definitely learned from. I, I, I put some guys in some unfair situations. Um, was way too aggressive, um, and it it was something that you know I told the team after the game that um, will uh, I'll definitely learn from because it was it wasn't fair to them. And um, w when you do have some lineup changes, you can't you can't play the way that, that or put them in positions they were being put in. So. Um, I don't think that was a fair representation of the uh, the group in general. Even if there was some lineup changes, there they they were able to tee off, and um, we had an established run game, and it kind of put the tackles in um, some real real tough situations. And so something that uh, it will all get better from it. Um, and you know the good thing about this this group of. Uh, players in that locker room is they'll hear me say that I need to get better um, at in that situation, not put those guys in the situation again. Um, but the players will take the accountability as well and know that they can work on their techniques to make sure that uh, you know if I if I had a stroke and did it again that they would they'd perform better. Mike, just overall, what's the feeling of going into December football, knowing that everything you want to accomplish is in front of you? There is nothing better in professional football than meaningful December and January games. Nothing better. Um, I'm very excited for our young team um, and a lot of guys to feel that for the first time. Um, I, I think it was important that you know guys looked looked at this game through the lens of uh, establishing a good position for that competitive um, playoff run. We got six games left. Um, and that there's no, you have to learn on the job live. And the, the more that we bring intensity and um, focus to each and every game, knowing that um, they're all going to count for, you know, whether or not we're able to, you know, be in the playoffs, whether or not we're able to have home games, all of those things that you want um, as, a, as a team, you have to earn it down this stretch. So this is, this is as fun as it gets. I'm really juiced for the guys. We have a, a team that's very, very tight, that is very ambitious, and that is willing to work for it, and that's all you could ask. Um, so very happy, very happy with, with that. And, um, you know, you just wish we could have times the first half by two as opposed to dividing it by zero.
Coach, you mentioned accountability uh, over the bye week. Jason Sanders, very critical of his own performance this mm-hmm. year. He comes in today, perfect on field goals, on PATs. What can you say about that accountability and his performance? That is the coolest thing in sports is when you re- when you re- uh, you, I guess the second coolest thing in sports, because I just said the coolest thing was, right? So the second coolest thing in sports is overcoming adversity. Um, and uh, he, like I said uh, uh, last week, he, I fully expected that. He's given me no reason to think otherwise. But it is, to, to his credit, that is not always the case at that position. You know, it, it's such a... Um, uh, you know, finicky uh, off a quarter of a quarter of an inch with your strike or with your plant foot or anything, um, and you find it tough to get it through the upright. So it, it's that's very meaningful, and I, I think he uh, just reiterated and reestablished the respect he already had in the locker room. That's I, everybody had that expectation. No one really even thought twice. I know I didn't. I didn't hang on the field goal. I was um, uh, on the field goals when we were attempting them. I fully expected him to drill them, and he did. So happy with that. Happy for him. Mike, we heard that 700-play highlight reel um, as part of, like, I guess your introduction to him. or Who, who are you talking to? Who's your source? <laughs> Broadcast. <laughs> Um, Can you talk to us about that, uh, the process of putting that together and what made you want to do that for You, you try and um, put yourself in other people's shoes as best you can. I think that's an important component to being a head coach. And, you know, no one really – I think it's hard for people to truly um, wrap their head around what it is to be a quarterback in the National Football League in terms of you talk about as much pressure as one could ever have. You have all these teammates depending on you to do the right thing on every play. Um, People are trying to tackle you full speed while you're making split-second decisions, and you're in charge of making sure that uh, our plus-minus turnover ratio is right. That is a hard, hard job, not to mention – this just in, anybody that's drafted as a quarterback in the top 10, top five, they want to be good. They want to be good with the, the I, I would not, I would not want to trade places or wish um, any short, any sort of, uh, anybody really to, to be drafted super high um, and then fall short of the franchise's expectations. That is a tough place to live in. And that was the motivating factor um, behind everything, is you, you acknowledging that, understanding that, wow, it's hard enough to play an opponent. Um, I better make sure, you know, there's a lot of things that are telling me that this, this player may not have the confidence that he should. Um, so instead of getting mad at that or doing anything, um, it was incredibly important that anybody that would listen um, would be able to see from a starting point, not just 
you know, not just watch the FaceTime where I'm like, yeah, you're going to be a great player, um, to actually know. And it was easy. He, he had the stuff on the tape. And, um, you know, I think that's a, a credit to him. And he, he's, he's, to his credit, he's really listened, taken the coaching that he's good, said, okay, coach, I believe you. And um, I think you guys have seen the residuals um, up close and personal for a while. To follow up quickly, I guess, were you aware or what point were you aware <coughs> that his confidence had dropped that low from the season? Um, I, this, was not, this was not going off of straight fact. This was just using intuition that uh, getting beat up and having your existence be be completely tainted by people saying that you aren't X, Y, or Z. And then on top of that, um, from my vantage point, I felt like he was put behind the eight ball in, in a way with, um, you know, the, he, he'd, basically he, his strengths, he couldn't play to. And so, if if you're not able to play to your play to your strengths and the in your position that you've one of the reasons you've gotten there is you're an unbelievable point guard. I, I felt how could he um with all the things going on and all the uh you know, it's it's a lot of loud noise that you try to ignore but people are human. So um it was intuition and it started it, you know, seeing him every practice once he started getting um you know a little bit more confidence each and every day you could see his personality evolve and that's when that's when i learned kind of how deep it was because i'm learning his personality the first day i meet, meet him is who i know him as and then you fast forward a month and a half and he's a different guy, then retroactively, you're like, wow, that was real. And it's not like he admitted it either to me at the time, live speed. You know, this is something that um, I think he, he, uh, he, he did, all he did was just come to work, buy in, listen, um, and then do what he could control instead of worrying about any of it. Is he chopped wood, got with Coach Bevel and and Chandler Henley, and they, they've not done anything but tried to work on technique fundamentals and how to play the position at an elite level, and they've done an outstanding job with that, and henceforth we were 8-0 with him. Um, or I guess that's, he didn't finish the game, but you guys get it. <laughs> he wins a lot. <laughs> Um, you know, I think it's, it means a lot because it wasn't just handed to us, it's earned. And I think in the process, the, the five wins that we've had, um, in a row or the, the month that we've won, it, it means a lot because I know it, it wasn't gifted to anyone and that they did things the right way, 
and that shapes the way you do things moving forward. You know, they, they, we found different ways after the three, three game losing streak that we identified, um, looked ourselves in the mirror and were very candid about how can we correct, really challenged the leaders of the team, um, the captains and the leadership council, and those guys um, have really taken it and ran with it, as well as the coaching staff. We're all, we knew we had higher expectations than what was happening to us in the three-game losing streak and thought we should, we should have a better record. So instead of, well, if, but, or when, no, you, you take those experiences and you, you, uh, you do something about it. And that's what I'm happy about is that every single win was through um, blood, sweat, and hopefully not too many tears. Um, but there may have been. And you know what? I have a low, small shoulder that people can cry on. So um, I'm good for many things. Mike, uh, going back to your old stomping grounds in San Francisco, how long will you uh, enjoy this one before you turn a page to a team you're very familiar with? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just trying to, can I get a, can I get a day, you know? Um, I, I try not to, you do not want to take anything for granted in this league and you get a win, um, it does not matter. Every team is trying tooth and nail to beat you and you can get delusional in the wrong way if you just move past it. Um, for me, I, I'll, I'll worry about our next opponent um, tomorrow um, and that's who it will be, is our next opponent. Um, everybody has, or a lot of people have teeth in this league. You go a bunch of different places. Um, but I, I promise you that um, next week will not be about me. I, that I refuse for, for that to happen. This is about the Miami Dolphins and trying to string another win together because um, tomorrow I'll be excited to go after nine wins. Right now I'm just excited about eight. Mike, in your work to inject confidence, for lack of a better term, was there, when you look at the timeline, was there any moment that you said, okay, now he's getting. He said something, or or did something that you said. Okay, he's getting to be the guy that we know he can be. Um, I think in the, within the off season there were some. Uh, it was definitely an OTAs, and uh, there there was a particular practice in general that um, he he made some plays going against our our defense that uh, I. I We've been running a very similar offense, a starting point, the same offense since 2006 or, or so. So there's course concepts within it that, that you build from, and um, it may look different, but the principles are the same. And there were several plays uh, in, I think, a practice in May that, uh, that for the 12 or 13 years of cut-ups, of running said play, um, didn't have one example of a quarterback being able to pull off a play that he did. So going over the top with that and then his teammates um, in an authentic way, gravitating to him and really, really being excited about very good quarterback play, 
once he did that, he he flipped and never went back. It, it wasn't wishy-washy. It wasn't back and forth. It was more that you had to just scratch and claw to break through something. Um, and once he did, it was he was good to go. Like there's a there's a back and forth that goes on with O line and Tua, where Tua has to make plays kind of in a uh, adequate amount of time to help out those guys and mm -hmm. vice versa. I guess how did if anything does happen in Toronto long term or you played some time without Toronto, how has Tua kind of uh, made it easier for the O line and, and how is the O line kind of going to make it easier for Tua if, if you don't have that guy? No, um, th that's kind of one of the reasons I'm so. Um, accountable for my my part in the in the end of the second quarter, the beginning of the third specifically, um, because we, it, it's a it's a group effort that has to be committed towards um, you know getting the ball out and having timely concepts, and then um, not putting people in position um, to be in harm's way. And I think that's something that you have to. Uh, kind of tackle from the beginning of the week. Um, I thought we had that in our plan. Um, my biggest problem with with the game was that I didn't really um, lean on the, those portions of the game plan. I, did, I kind of went rogue to a degree. So um, I think that's something that uh, we're all playing football together. Every team you play has um, very, very good players somewhere. Uh, the key is to try to figure out how to um, make sure those guys aren't the guys that beat you and then um, play sound football uh, as a group. And that's what we'll continue to work on moving forward. There you go. That's head coach Mike McDaniel after the game here. Next, we'll get Big Seth, a.k.a. The Truth, a.k.a. The Press <laughs> Conference Consigliere, to react to Mike McDaniel, their postgame. Dolphins postgame is driven by Gunther Volkswagen. For car buying done your way, you've got to get to Gunther Volkswagen. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium, Dolphins 30, Texans 15. You're listening to the Fifth Quarter Overtime Show brought to you by the Palm Beaches. You're listening to Dolphins football on the Miami Dolphins radio network. Tomorrow afternoon, Hawk and Crowder are talking Dolphins. AM 560 Sports, WQAM. Give your actions more traction in the all-new Kia Sportage X Pro with multi-terrain all-wheel drive. With the right tools, anything is possible. We heard from head coach Mike McDaniel. 18 minutes of press conference there from coach after the game. I love which it. means we now throw it to the truth himself. <laughs> Seth, what's up, man? The truth. Oh, God, I don't know if I like that better or 18 minutes of Mike McDaniel. <laughs> uh, both fantastic. Great job by, I thought, the press corps as well. I thought a lot of really good questions. I'm going to go a little out of order here because I thought that what Mike McDaniel gave you about Tua – and the way that they've built their relationship and him evaluating Tua's confidence level and then watching that confidence level grow, I thought that was really cool stuff. He absolutely makes a great point, Juice, that people have no idea that people have no idea about how difficult it is to play quarterback in the National Football League and then how to double down on that if you are a top 10 pick in this league and you're not living up to those expectations, how challenging that is for somebody. I thought that was a really cool point. Uh, and then he said that, and this is, I, I think this is the closest thing that you would hear to talking about what he walked into, but that Tua was behind the eight ball. He was in a position where he couldn't play to his strengths with all of the things and the noise that was going around him. So I thought that was fascinating. 
and he said he didn't realize how deep it was until he started to see the Tua that we see now. And I don't mean on the field. I mean his personality in the locker room. When he started to see that, he was like, oh, wow, this thing was real because that's not the dude that I even walked into. So I thought that was really interesting. Uh, And, and, you know, just, again, him kind of finding out how deep all of that was. But then what was super cool, Travis, and I felt like – and I, you might have been out of the room. No, you heard, you did hear this part. But he went back to the OTAs in May where there was a practice where after watching the same series of plays in 12 or thir- for 12 or 13 years, he didn't have a single cut-up, didn't have one example of a quarterback being able to pull off something that Tua was able to pull off in this offense that Mike McDaniel knows like the back of his hand at this point. Really, it's kind of his – Livelihood, right? This, right? this offense is what's propelled Mike McDaniel to be in this position, and he's never seen a quarterback do something that Tua was able to do back in May. And that's when he's like, okay, this is a dude, and we could do something with him. So I thought all of that was super cool stuff. I don't know if you know this, but he's got a low, small shoulder to cry on, Travis. <laughs> so if you're ever feeling down and out, Mike McDaniel has a low, small shoulder to cry on. So that's a good thing to know. Just put that, put that one in your pocket in case you ever need it. I thought the sacks were Tua's fault. I listened to Tua earlier. He said the sacks were his fault. Mike McDaniel says they were his fault. He took the blame for sacks, said he was too aggressive. And, you know, Coach, Tua beat you to the punch. He already took the blame. But he said he needs to be more mindful of the lineup changes, that he got too aggressive and just kind of made the assumption, even though he said, hey, those guys still have the ability to make plays and making those those lineup changes, that he shouldn't have put them in that position. Uh, they hadn't established the run game, and that put more pressure on the tackles, put the tackles in a bad situation. I thought that was interesting to learn more and more about offensive line play there. And, Juice, do you agree with this? There's nothing better in pro football than meaningful games in January, in December and January? <laughs> man, oh, man. Heard it a few times. <laughs> they only remember what you do in December, <laughs> Big Seth. Yeah, so that was – I thought that was great. Um, <laughs> how about this one? We wish we could have times the first half by two. <laughs> Instead, we divided it by zero. And what does the calculator say on so that? So you go on your calculator. <laughs> Everybody who's listening to this, if you're still listening, if you're not listening on your phone, pull up the calculator app and go divide 30 by zero. Tell me what it says, Juice, when you get to it. We'll come back to you. T- divide 30 by zero. Tell me what your calculator says, if it says the same thing that mine said. Error. <laughs> and that's what we saw in the second half. Error. Golly, Coach McDaniel was on it. Hey, these five mean wins mean a lot, not just because they're five wins, but because nothing was gifted to this team and they did it the right way. They felt after losing those three games that they should have had a better record than what they had, which I know sounds so obvious, but no, they were like, look, we shouldn't be three and three at this point. And they did what it takes to make the record better. And they've won five straight. So we felt really good about that. Of course, they want to ask about San Francisco already. Can you get a day? (laughs) Can I get a day? 12 hours at least. And, but you know, you would expect this from him. Next week will not be about him. They're the next opponent. And that's not – when he says that, I don't think that that's just coach speak. And no, that's just right. like – it's not I, It's not the 49ers. It's, but it's like the reality is, is if he gets caught up with it being the 49ers and if he gets caught up in all the, you know, uh, the, the emotion behind it and going back and, you know, I lived here and all of these things and, oh, there's the guy who gave me my shot and all that – that, that he can't be the best Mike McDaniel for the Miami Dolphins. And so that's why it has to be that way. And I hope people understand that. That's just not a coach giving a coach answer because this coach is anything but that. Go right? back to his first win when they poured the Gatorade balls over his head. Like, I didn't do S. It was all you guys. I didn't do any of that. Yeah. So it's yeah. that's who he's been the whole time. That's the truth. Yeah.
That is the truth. <laughs> I agree with that. And then another great question where at the end there, I don't know if it was Soffit, I forget who asked the question, but there, you know, they asked about sometimes Tua can help the offensive line in terms of his timeliness or getting rid of the ball at the same time, and then sometimes it's the, the, the offensive line that can help Tua. And, you know, he asked Coach to talk about that. And, Coach, you know, you could tell when, when he kind of rises and gets excited about a question that allows him to talk about football and the way and things that are important to him. And, he, you know, and he certainly discussed how it's a group effort but he said these words that he went rogue on the game plan. Yeah. I would love, I wish we could get more <laughs> about that. Like what was the game plan? What were we, what had we expected to see? And at what point did you go rogue coach? Cause that would have been, but this was final question. Ann had announced this is final question. It's the best they got. It was a great question, but man, he said he kind of went rogue on the game plan. And I'd love to hear more about yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think all of this, Everything that happened that we talked about, it, getting out to a lead and then, you know, coming back, letting them come back a little bit, you know, wrestling on some of our press conferences. But I think we're also – so we're going to learn that as a team. But I think he might learn that as a head man now. You know what I mean? When you hear him talk like that and some of the great things he, he said, Big Seth, especially the rogue part, he's like, you know, I can't – I got to change the game plan a little bit. We get guys in different positions. I have to change the game plan a little bit. That's what I took from that, man. So all great stuff, man. I love – you know what I love too? is that they were talking about that San Fran part. He said, hey, I'm, I'm trying to enjoy the eight, right. number eight. I worry Sunday about getting still. number nine tomorrow, tomorrow. You know what I mean? Tomorrow we'll focus on nine. Yeah. That was really cool. <laughs> but you brought up a great point that he, he did talk about the opportunity to learn, and he's done that a couple. He did it yeah. twice in this press conference yeah. alone, yeah. you know, that he's going to go in and tell the team that he could have done better with the sacks. I, now, I wonder in a team meeting if Drew was going to stand up. But, no, Coach, it was my fault. But imagine they get into an argument <laughs> yeah, right, fault right. the sacks. And those five big guys are going to be looking around like just like, you know, we know whose fault that it was. That was kind of funny so, when you and I looked at each other because yeah. they said the same thing, taking the, exact the, the blame, thing. man. What leadership. Yeah, it, it's super cool to see that. But, he, you know, there was a time with clock management, and he thought, he said, I'm going to change my vantage point. And, and he's not afraid to say, you know, Coach will be the first one to tell you when, hey, this is not new to me because I've been, even though I haven't been the head man, I've been around this league enough, I've seen enough. He'll be the first one to tell you that. But he's also the first one to say, hey, this part is new to me. I'm still getting reps too. I'm still learning as I go. I'm going to change my vantage point on this next time because I thought it was a first down and it wasn't, and that delayed my ability to get the next play in. I went rogue. It's an opportunity for me to learn. I, I think it's so cool. He's so transparent. He's so honest. The media need to be, I mean, golly. I, you know, I've heard some people complain about long-winded there's not a coach in this league that's given you that yeah. kind of insight, thoughtfulness. Right. That I, I mean, it's fascinating what he's willing to, the time he's willing to give to the media, and the insight he's willing to give to the media, the teaching opportunities that are there every time he gets up there and speaks. And then he's also fun. I, yeah. I mean, uh, wait, you have a gem here. Yeah. You have a gem. You here. talk about the way that he he communicates that that transparency and you know the learning moments. To me, that's where the buy-in comes from. Why guys believe in him so much because. He is willing to be genuine in front of you and be vulnerable in front of you when he makes a mistake. I think that goes a long, long way with, with people, especially, especially you know, young 20s yes, you know, millionaires out here that, that are running around playing football. There's one more point I want to get to. We have to take a break, though, uh, talking about that with the, the thing he mentioned there with you know Tua and the recognition of him not being a certain guy or whatever. I want to come back to that. We'll do that next here, as well as game balls coming up your way here next on the Dolphins post-game show, driven by Gunther Mazda. For car buying down your way, you've got to get to Gunther Mazda. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium, Dolphins 30. Texans 15. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network brought to you by the Palm Beaches. Miami Dolphins football live on the Miami Dolphins Radio Network. 
the home of every Miami Dolphins game. AM 560 Sports WQAM. Dolphins fans, you can be here for live NFL action all season long as the official ticket marketplace of the NFL. Ticketmaster has a wide selection of tickets so you never miss a single play. Score tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Dolphins. We teased something in the previous segment. I want to go ahead and, and put a pause on that once again, though, and come right back because it is time for our favorite segment every single Sunday after a Dolphins victories. Let's hand out some game balls. This is a team moment, okay? And that's a big, big win for this team. This game ball is for the team. But I gotta say this, Hell yeah. enjoy the victory, but we gotta come prepared next week, man. Every team has to strap up against us, and that's all we wanted. There's something special about this unit, and today is a prime example. Tyreek Hill, game ball. Hey, how about Tua? Tua, get in here and break us down, okay? Get in here and break us down. It's time for Travis, Seth, and O.J. McDuffie to hand out their game balls on the Miami Dolphins Radio Network. Everybody's getting a game ball. Oh, yeah, everybody's getting a game ball. That's how Travis likes to do it. Let's go ahead and throw it here first to my man, O.J. McDuffie. You got the floor first, Juice. Man, you know what, man? You guys talked about me a little bit at the beginning of the show about how I'm usually offensive heavy and especially wide receivers, and that's been a fact. But, man, if I'd been given, you know, the big guys last week or two weeks ago on the O-line a little bit of credit. And today I'm going on the defense side of the ball because we talk about this guy a lot. You know, another guy that's like kind of the, the two on the defensive side that has a lot mm. of pressure and expectations because of his draft status, and he's living up to it, in my opinion. My game ball is going to go to Jalen Phillips, man. Yes, sir. Not only did he, you know, hasn't been – we've seen his, the progress all year long about how he's almost getting there. He's making plays. But today, he's chasing down crossers. Today, he's chasing down quarterbacks. Today, you know, he had the quarterback set. He, he was all over the place once again. And that's been his effort every single time. And sometimes it doesn't show up in the stat box. But, man, his effort has never waned. And we said it's going to come around for him, you know, time for him to make some of these plays because that effort. That effort today – Gave him, gives him my game ball, man. And it was it was fun to watch him out there once again. It's freaking nature. It, he's, yeah. the, the he play just runs. He just runs. He can run like nobody's business. He, there was a play where he, he rushed inside from his, like a three technique, like a tackle position, and the quarterback rolled out to his right, and he just followed him all the way around and cut him down for like a six-yard gain on third and ten. It's like there aren't many DNs that can run down quarterbacks that have that kind of athletic ability, but he does it all the so time, good. it seems he's like. so good. And Juicy, I talk about giving out game balls to every player that it, you know played that wore the Miami Dolphins logo today. I kind of want to do it again with a pass rush because I feel like they are starting to really get themselves in the position where they are going to be able to. Impact I can't really games. say anything because I, you know, took a whole offensive <laughs> line, so I got to get. All right, go, go ahead. Sorry. But wait Chad. a second. He's already got a game <laughs> yeah, ball. Exactly. So does so, does JP get two? Jalen Phillips walks away with two game balls now. I, I think that's how it works, right? Might have to put, put a ball in, in both hands there and get him out of here with a couple of game balls. But I'm going to Bradley Chubb because I thought that we've seen him just continue to show you a little bit more each week of what he brings to the table with that big sack and forced fumble and just in that one play really his only stat of the day was that sack and the forced fumble but I thought that it exemplified what he does really well because he was the first guy off the football he has great burst he has tremendous bend where he can kind of lean into that left tackle and stay on his feet but while also still kind of getting that 
pushback and, and turning the corner to you know put the quarterback in a bad spot. The length to put his hand on the football when he wasn't really close to it, but he still got his hand on the ball to, to finish off the play and then talk about finishing. Just the aspect of finishing is a, a really big deal for him to, to put the blind side of most quarterbacks in this league under some pressure, under some duress. I, I just think what you have with him and Phillips off the edge, and not to mention Melvin Ingram was in there for some pressure today. Absolutely. Andrew Van Ginkle gets a sack Solid in the game, game. Or, or interception, I should say. So the edge position really is popping off. But I think what Chubb gives this front in terms of their ability to get pressure with just four, it, it's going to be a world of difference down the stretch. My game ball, Bradley Chubb. How about that? So you guys both went defense. Oh, yeah. And in a day that's been a little bit strange, did we lose our music too in the process? <laughs> I was really getting excited about this. So, And I'm not just doing this for Travis, and it might be a little strange, but my game ball is going to River Craycraft. Oh, I love now, it. right now, you might say, wait, what? He had four catches for 55 yards. Set. Oh, you know Travis had to do it. He had to do it. Go Cougs. I'm surprised he's going to go Cougs. But here's the reason why I chose River Craycraft. Okay, four catches, 55 yards. Career-high four catches, career-high 55 yards. River Craycraft, we haven't seen him in three weeks, yes. right? You know, well, more than that because he had a bye week and what have you. But he missed three games due to a neck injury. First game back, we did score 30 points, but we all talked about how there was more meat on the bone there offensively let me tell you about those four catches. It's second and 10. Let's go to Craycraft for 11. First down. Second 10 again. Let's go to Craycraft for 11. First down. Second and 10 again. Let's go to Craycraft. How about for 22? First and 10. Let's go to Craycraft for 11. So all four catches moved the chains. And I know our partner here, Travis, we know that OJ McDuffie, like, if I'm going to catch the ball, <laughs> I want to see those guys picking up those weird-looking orange sticks and moving the chains as well. So four catches, 55 yards. That's a tough wide receiver room to get noticed. Yeah. But every time River Craycraft is here, he's not going to catch 180 yards. You know, he's not going to catch 10 for 180. He's not going to get 19 targets in a game. But, man, he finds a way to be productive. He finds a way to contribute. And he's now putting up the best numbers of his career. And every time he touched the ball, it was a first down. And, darn it, I felt like we needed some first downs today. Yeah. So River Craycraft like gets it. my game ball. Yeah. And that's the truth. But he <laughs> – <laughs> that's a thing now. That's officially a thing. He also wear it out. he derailed his uh, touchdown percentage number, though, today because he did come into the game with 100% Dude, don't ruin my game. I just gave him a game ball, and you're not working against me here. I didn't say anything about you. Had a guy, you gave a game ball to a guy who had one tackle. <laughs> I can't top that, Juice. I might have to hand it over to you here. I was just trying. By the way, Bradley Chubb was a beast out there. Yeah. I don't care what the yeah. stats said. Yeah, so both those guys. I mean, that's kind of where Phillips had been most of the year for us, right, too, where he was just making such an impact, and we talked about it every game watching whether it's in the press box or at the station right. together we're like damn 15 is really getting after it out there but the stats aren't cu quite coming along with him but I think you're starting to kind of see that now where the stats are kind of catching up there to, to what those guys are doing off the edge and this entire defense really guys I teased something there at the beginning of the segment we have two minutes left I want to go back to it real quick because I talked about uh you know the Mike McDaniel with Tua Vailoa and the recognition of you know, this guy is a different guy than I knew a month ago when I first met him. And I just wanted to ask, you know, I guess Juice would be the, would be the right way to go here talking about that coach's perspective because I just – to be able to say that, to, to have that recognition, that self-awareness, that, that's got to be so unique yeah. for someone to, to bring that. And what does that do for a player to know that your coach is sitting there thinking about, like, well, I mean, this guy, you know, just yeah. it's a lot, right? Yeah. I, I, I don't know a lot of coaches that even think that way. All they, most of them don't even don't care how you're feeling, you know what I mean, or how, what's going on in your life. They just care about are you going to come out there and you can play ball. There's some good coaches out there that, that do to give a damn. 
But usually at the pro level, all they care about is you showing up and, and, and going to work. You know, to recognize that and not only recognize, but recognizing how to uh, massage it a little bit, to get it to that point. How, you know, how to treat a person, how to treat this person individually. You know, you treat – and that's one of one things that Jimmy Johnson always said that I, I agreed with was that, you know, you treat everybody <laughs> differently. You know, you can't treat everybody the same because you just got to know your personnel. And he knew how to, to bring that confidence and that swagger back to Tua. And Tua is – personality is coming out as a result of that and when his personality comes out that's a sign of success and when he's successful we all are successful man so i just think that it's just just awesome for me to recognize that but honestly if there's one person you want to focus on it's your quarterback and figuring it out and he and he did that and did a hell of a job with it, it. the most important thing right and he got him figured out and it looks like we're in a good spot with that quarterback in year number three here so what more can you ask for there again those were your game balls bradley chubb jalen phillips and river craycraft from washington state we had to get a win this weekend it was a rough apple cup you're going to see me wearing a <laughs> u-dub shirt at the facility at some point this week don't want to do it but that's the that's the consequences of making a, a bet with someone on a t-shirt over an apple cup game so that's what we're doing at the, at the uh, facility this week. Check, check that out on social media. I'm sure I'll put a post up of it, regrettably. All right. <laughs> Out-of-town out of scoreboard coming your way next, as well as what's coming up on the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network. Dolphins postgame is driven by Gunther Volkswagen. For car buying done your way, you've got to get to Gunther Volkswagen. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium, Dolphins 30, Texans 15. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the official Miami Dolphins Radio Network, where Dolphins fans live. Dolphins recap tomorrow morning with Joe Rose and Zach Krantz, AM 560 Sports, WQAM. Unbeatable fans like you deserve unbeatable mileage. So next time you fill up, choose Chevron with Tecron. So find a station near you on the Chevron app. Let's go ahead and take our last pause, 10 seconds here, so our stations can ID themselves. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network. WQAM Miami, WPOWHD2 Miami, WKISHD2 Boca Raton, home of the Miami Dolphins, powered by Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Call 1-800-747-FREE. That's 1-800-747-3733. Let's go ahead and cue up the music and get to the out-of-town scoreboard week number 12 already as the Miami Dolphins took back first place in the AFC East with their 30-15 win over the Houston Texans. They lost that lead on Thursday for a few days when the Buffalo Bills pulled one out late against the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving Day 28-25. The Cowboys downed their division rival, the New York Giants, 28-20 on that same Thanksgiving Day. And the AFC East well represented on Thanksgiving this year. The Vikings 33-26 over the Patriots on Thursday night. Today's action, we talked about the Dolphins, get the big win over the Texans. The Cleveland Browns, who the Dolphins dismantled last time out here, took down another team from Florida, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 23-17 in overtime. A rematch of last year's AFC Divisional Round. The Bengals are victorious in that once again with a 20-16 victory over the Tennessee Titans. The New York Jets, what a weird quarterback situation it was with the Chicago Bears today. We heard Trevor Simeon, then we heard it was going to be Nathan Peterman, then back to Trevor Simeon, didn't matter, 31-10. The Jets behind Mike White 
their new quarterback gets a big victory. The Washington Commanders approved to 7-5 uh, and five with a 19-13 win over the 5-7 and seven Atlanta Falcons. The Panthers, things are looking dark for the Denver Broncos right now. 23-10, the Panthers get a big win over the visiting Broncos who fall to 3-8 and eight in Russell Wilson's first year there. How about those Jacksonville Jaguars? A 28-27 win over the Baltimore Ravens. Justin Tucker had a 67-yard field goal attempt at the end of the game that did not go through. The Jaguars hold on. Current game is right now. The Chargers are trailing the Cardinals 14-17. That game is middle of the third quarter. The Seahawks just scored a go-ahead touchdown early in the third quarter to go up on the Raiders 27-24. The Chiefs are up on the Rams 13-3 at halftime and the 49ers also at halftime against the New Orleans Saints. The Niners lead that game 10 to nothing. Tonight, the Packers at the Eagles on NBC, and tomorrow night, the Steelers at the Colts on Monday Night Football. So that's your Week 12 NFL scoreboard. Let's go ahead and talk about what's coming up here. we got five minutes left, Big Seth and Juice, on the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network. You guys know the drill by now. Drive time. Had a little bit of a break there. Was was nice. Some family time. Nice. Good for you. Went to Ikea, went to Bed Bath & Beyond. Didn't have time for the Home Depot, though. You know, it's, it was, wasn't enough time for that. Whoa, 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 whoa. You didn't, <laughs> you didn't get any manly stops in? That, that's an old school joke. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, you know, I, don't the, get I know Preach gets the, the movie. Nah, the Will Ferrell. I don't know if we'll have enough time. Preach jumped up out of his seat. <laughs> yeah. I like, didn't know what was going on. Yeah, but yeah, I missed that one completely. We, he I did he too, brings just. me the pizza, understands the old school references. Preach, sure my man today. But on draft time, we got the recap coming your way tonight. Tuesday is the All 22. We'll tell you what's going on in that offensive line and the entire Dolphins uh, operation here. Wednesday, we'll have the midweek break as kind of a five, picture, uh, five big picture items look back I should say Thursday we'll preview the Niners game and then Friday we'll have a member of the Niners beat on the podcast the fish tank is humming right along what's coming up what do you guys talk about last week give me the deets uh, <laughs> the deets. So, well, last week uh, we had – I'm all thrown off now. It was Aiken, Aiken. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Aiken Adele or Ayudele, Ayudele. If, uh, as Ayudele. he learned and we learned collectively. <laughs> uh, just a fabulous interview. Um, just what a, what a thoughtful, impressive guy with an amazing story. And, you know, actually both of these guests, and I'll get to the, the upcoming guests in a second here, but only played here for two years, makes his home here now. But the work that he does in the community, the work that he does as an entrepreneur, his commitment to family, and just what he had to overcome growing up yeah. to, to build a career that he built was really cool, and he was willing to share all that in the tank. So that was awesome. And then this coming Tuesday, we're going to have Brendan Ayambadejo. So if you don't remember him as a Miami Dolphin, Dolphin, his first two years in the NFL were here with the Dolphins. But that guy, his story, and again, a guy who overcame adversity juice, in four years he played for four different football leagues. He got cut from from two different NFL teams in four years, played for two different Canadian teams, played for the Amsterdam Amsterdam Admirals in in NFL Europe, played for the LA Extreme in the XFL, then finally he gets a chance to play for the Miami Dolphins, and he shows up, and guess who's on the roster? His brother, Obafemia Yamadejo. So he gets to team up with his yep. brother in his first season as an NFL player. So that was super cool. And then all he does is go on to play 10 seasons in the NFL, go to the Pro Bowl three times, go to the Super Bowl twice, and win one. Yep. Pretty yeah. impressive guy. Of career. What were his years here? Do you, do you remember? Uh, was that 03, 04? It was 2003, 2004. We had a great conversation about the interception he made right in that corner right. over there. Monday night. Monday orange night jerseys. football, That's orange right. jerseys. The, the, the Patriots are 12 and 2, or, or 12 and 1. The Dolphins are 2 and 11. Yeah. <laughs> but then JT's pulling uh, Brady to the ground. Brady throws one up. Brendan picks it off. It was the biggest play of his career up to that point. Well, 
because he'd only played for two seasons. <laughs> but he said it's one of his fondest memories. The Dolphins go in. A.J. Feely somehow figures yeah. it out, throws a touchdown <laughs> to, uh, you know, is it Darius Thompson or something. And the Dolphins win. The Dolphins, you know, be- beat the Giants. and uh, Not the New York, uh, the, the Giants, yeah, but the you. Giants <laughs> in the NFL at that point in time. Of course, the Patriots went on to win the Super Bowl anyway. <laughs> point of this conversation is Brandon Yambadejo, great guy, really impressive guy, has been very successful in business afterwards, and also – is is a civil rights activist. Oh, yeah. He's a, a, an activist for the LGBTQ community. Just um, super cool stuff, man. So sometimes so fun, yeah. they aren't the biggest names that dive in the tank juice, but, man, their stories are incredible. Yeah, I mean, you, you hit it on the head with everything. Um, I mean, these guys, they were so much fun to watch. And you know what I really enjoyed most about, you know, talk about their, their football careers, but their post-football careers mm. are incredible. You know, and there's, that's one of the best parts of the stories that, and how they use football, you know, in business. You know, Aiken's story was great about how, you know, he learned, you know, a lot of what he was doing kind of on the on the fly, but now he's great at it. But a lot of that comes from football, you know. And, of course, uh, Brendan, you know, what he's doing with Orange Theories is <laughs> just super impressive, man. So, yeah, great, great guest, you know, but I love what they're doing post-careers. Us back-to-back linebackers for you guys, Juice. Yeah, we. I can't get out of, I can't get out of, you know, linebacker territory. Big Seth, man. We had too many wideouts and stuff and all that <laughs> offense. Back-to-back man. linebackers who only played here two years of Nigerian descent who, turns out, <laughs> went and got their masters after they retired together at George Washington University. Really cool the way they were connected, the way it all fell together, but uh, just two great um, storytellers. Seth, you know, McDaniel mentioned how for 12, 13 years you never saw a player do what Tua did in an OTA <laughs> clip. You are doing things on this postgame show that I have not seen anyone in the radio business do with your weird connections the the numbers of the guys that had the sacks. oh that's a good one that was a i good might one. have to get that on video yeah we'll have to get a social video for that because we can't do it here with with 30 seconds left on the radio oh show, no i won't it do it, it, was, it was pretty good i was gonna try and then the two two-year linebackers here that both were nigerian descent who went on to have great business careers after the fact so you're you're nailing it, man just yes, taking sir. us home speaking of that, let's go ahead and get out of here antennas up game on score your favorite games and shows for free Visit thefreetvproject.org to learn about all the free programming waiting for you, including Miami Dolphins games. That's freetvproject.org. Thanks to Kim Bocamper, Joe Rose, and the voice of the Miami Dolphins, Jimmy Cephalo. Our executive producer is Alejandro Solana. Today's studio producers, Robert Griepert, Trevor Harris, and Matt Wilson. Our radio booth engineer was Steph, the specialist for OJ McDuffie, Seth Levitt, DJ Preach on the Pepsi, on the pizza, on the stats, (laughs) on all the stuff. I am Travis Wingfield, the final score of today's game. Dolphins 30, Texans 15. Next week, Miami begins the first of three straight road games. 405 kickoffs, boys. Not my favorite. Traveling to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. Alex Dono continues reacting to today's game next on the local Miami Dolphins postgame show live on AM 560 Sports WQAM. We'll speak to you all next Sunday after Dolphins Niners. This has been the Dolphins postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network brought to you by the Palm Beaches. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.